Welcome back to another great week, another great series. Today, we're going to be starting the first episode of our new series on unlocking the power of God's Word. If you're anything like I was when I first started reading the Bible, before I got born again, before I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, it felt like the Bible made no sense to me. Every time I would open the Bible, it was like reading Chinese. And if you've experienced any of that, I'm going to show you, number one, how to fix that in your life. And number two, how to take God's word, his book of instruction, and apply it to your life to see success in every area. The Bible says that it's the glory of God to conceal a matter in his word. And it is to the honor of kings that we seek it out. So you actually have the honor, when you have a relationship with God, to find out the secrets that he put into creation when he created you, when he created me, as he created the dust of the earth, God put the secrets to reigning as kings in this life in his word, but it's only available to his children. The secrets of God are not available to just anybody. You got to be born again. Jesus Christ must be your Lord and he must be your savior or else every time you open the Bible, it's not going to make any sense to you. It's going to be like reading gibberish. But when you're born again, you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, you get the lenses of God, the veil is removed, and you get to find the oracles that will take you from the, the miry clay and put you on a rock to stay forever. That's why it says in Romans 5.17 that us being now born again in Christ, we get to reign as kings in this life. A royal priesthood with your sins removed as far as the east is from the west. You get to reign as a king in this life, but you got to know how to tap into the word. So we're going to start today with episode one, and this is going to be called Daily Bread. I'm going to give you a teaser as to what the rest of the week is going to look like. This is Daily Bread. And hey, everybody on YouTube, by the way. I know we've got, we're live on YouTube and I forgot to put the live chat up. So I'm not going to be able to chat with you on YouTube, but I see you and I love you. And I'm so glad that you're here. Go ahead. Take your Bibles with me to Luke chapter four. Hey, Evangelist Preston, I love you. I'm so sorry I ruined your offering, <laughs> but I sent you an offering and uh, I hope you got it. I love you, man. And I'm so glad to hear that your meetings went well in California. Luke chapter 4, verse 4. Actually, let's just start in verse 1. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you really are the Son of God, Command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. In the other Gospels, the Bible says that Jesus responded to the devil, and he said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. I want you to write that down. Daily bread. It is so crucial 
that people understand that you don't just live off of carnal food. Your spirit man, who you are, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians, I'm sorry, 2 Thessalonians, I believe, you are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body, you are a three-part being. And in order for your spirit, who you really are, to thrive, to survive, to stay strong, to feed, you require God's word. That's what it meant when Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Father. In order to survive as a Christian, not just to thrive, to survive, you must be in God's word. You must feed on God's word. You must make God's word your daily bread. And for a practical tip, for those of you that might be new to the Christian faith, maybe your baby's in the spirit. If you eat three times a day, get into God's word three times a day. Make it simple on yourself. You know, there's a great man of God who said, if you're not in the word... 30 minutes after you've woken up, then you're not in the faith. Because the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word. Make it a daily routine that you feed on God's word. It supplies sustenance to your spirit. So Jesus says, it is not for man to live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the Father. So when you have revelation of the significance of the fact that you need to be in the word to survive, it'll put a value on it in your life to where every day you'll wake up and you'll know without a shadow of a doubt that you are not only required, but it's necessary that you read the word and get revelation knowledge inside of you in order for you to just go about your day. Now I want you to go to Jeremiah chapter 15. Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16, your words were found and I ate them and your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart for I am called by your name, O Lord of hosts. Let's read it again. Your words were found, the word of God was found and I ate them. And your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart, for I am called by your name. The prophet Jeremiah refers to eating the word of God. And what was the result when he found God's word and he ate it, he ingested it? It said that it became a great joy to him. You'll notice as you wake up every single day and you dive into God's word, you dive into his presence and you feed on what it is that God has to say, it'll bring joy unbearable, unspeakable, and full of glory. You'll notice a sporadic joy that will hit your life when you feed on God's word. Because with faith comes joy. When you're in faith, you'll remain in joy. When you're in faith, tell me if you've ever experienced this. I've been in some services or I've been preaching myself. Sometimes I'll just be declaring the word, but I'll get myself so pumped full of faith that it's like there's, there's no spirit of heaviness that could ever tear me down. There's no plan of the devil. There's no wicked scheme on CNN. There's nothing in life 
that could take my joy away when I'm in faith. So the prophet Jeremiah says, I ate your word and it became joy to me. As faith buildeth in your spirit, you will realize that joy always accompanies it. So I want you to write that down. God's word brings joy. It's not a tedious thing to read the Bible. It's not a studious thing, although you can study it. It's not a disciplinary thing, although you can be disciplined about it. It's a privilege. It's an honor. It's actually a necessity. The same way I need food in order for my earthly body to survive and to thrive, I need God's word for my spirit to thrive. I need God's word for joy. I need God's word for faith. I need God's word for fresh fire, for revelation knowledge. I need God's word more than anything in this life. I need the word of God. I want you to write that in the comments. Say, today I need the word of God. And that's why those of you, I mean, we've got hundreds that have been joining on TikTok. We've got over 20 on Instagram, and I can't see how many of you are on YouTube right now. But that's why when you join these live streams, you feel better. You, you join on one way, but when you get off, it's like there's a, a lightness about you. You feel in your spirit that you know without a shadow of a doubt, no matter what mountain is in your way, that by the word of God and his spirit in you, his power upon you, you can watch those mountains move. You can expect fresh fire in your bones. You can expect new revelation knowledge to conquer trials in life. That's why when you join these live streams, you feel the word of God get into you and fill you up. There's been, there's been some services I go to that I walk out and it feels like my heart has literally expanded. Like my spirit's just so full of the word that I come out dripping in joy, dripping in the glory of God. And it can be a reality for you every day, in your quiet time, just as much as in meetings. God's word should be of utmost importance to you. And I'm not talking about just a devotional. I know, I know in religious circles, they get you to wake up and have devotionals. And there's nothing wrong with devotionals. But the moment that God's word is just a devotional to you, you'll stop treating it like it's an entree, like it's a five-course meal. Like it's the, the top-notch buffet. The moment that it's just a devotion to you, you'll treat it like it's a snack. But that's not how it's meant to be treated. Now, you know, for me, I used to do, I still work out, but I used to do a lot of bodybuilding and heavy weightlifting. I played college football. And the old saying, when it comes to bodybuilding and it comes to gaining weight, is in order to get big, you gotta eat big. I want you to write that in the comments. In order to get big, you got to eat big. It's the same way with the word of God. You know, a great man of God, Smith Wigglesworth, he used to say, I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. When you partake in eating of God's word, it's as if you're partaking in eating protein in your daily diet. God's word is the protein to your spirit man. And it's what causes increase in capacity. It increases spiritual authority. It increases your spirit man. The same way that you buildeth yourself up by praying in tongues, God's word makes you strong. In order to get big, you got to eat big.
So you got to eat God's word and you got to eat it big. Amen. That's right. Colton knows a thing or two about building muscle. He said it builds spiritual muscle. That's absolutely right. But you also got to be hitting the spiritual weight room. Amen. <laughs> you got to be out there doing the works of the ministry, preaching the word, laying your hands on the sick, casting out devils. These signs will follow them that believe, not just the fivefold. You got to be out there putting in the work, hitting the spiritual gym, getting in the word, praying in tongues, praising, getting in the presence of God. Do the spiritual workout and then eat big and watch what it'll do for you. So he said, your words were found and I ate them and your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. I want you to write this down and put it in the comments. God's word is the delight of my heart. I remember a very special moment that I had a couple of months ago where I was just sitting on my couch and I was listening to a man of God in Africa preach the gospel. And he was talking about the word of God and it's like the weight of it just hit me. And I remember grabbing my Bible like this and I just held it close to me and I wept because how much God's word means to me. I just cried and I thanked God out of my mouth. I said, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you that you've revealed to me your oracles. Thank you for revelation knowledge. Thank you for faith. Thank you for power. And I just began to thank the Lord for his word. Think about it this way. How did creation come into existence? God spoke it into existence. There's creative power in every word that's in this book. Creative power to tear down strongholds, to build up firm foundations, to move mountains, to build faith, to get people out of wheelchairs. Everything you'll ever need is in God's word. And when you see it that way, God's word becomes the delight of your heart. Suddenly you'll desire it more than anything in life. All you want, all you need are the pearls that are in this book. Praise the Lord. So I want you to write that down and believe it. God's word is the delight of my heart. And when you delight in God's word, it says, For I am called by your name, O Lord of hosts. I am called by your name, O Lord of hosts. When God's word becomes the delight of your heart and you eat it, you'll find your calling. You'll find exactly what it is that God has in store for you. Because this is God talking to me. This is God talking to you. It'll change your life when God's word is the delight of your heart. Next, go to Psalm 138. Psalm chapter 138. Verse 2, I bow down towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. I want you to type this in the comments, highlight this in your Bible, and write it. God's word is exalted above all things. God exalts his word above all things. 
God exalts his word above government, above money, above you, above me, and above even his own name. God's word is exalted above all things. If God feels that way about his word, how much more should we feel about his word? <laughs> and I'll tell you right now, even as you listen to this live stream, you're catching revelation right now of how crucial it is that you get into the word of God. You see the weight of God's word and how powerful it is, what it can do, what it's there to do. Praise the Lord. And I'll tell you what, there's not one issue in your life that God's word won't do something about it today. If it took God six days to speak everything that you see into creation, he doesn't need more than six seconds for his word to handle whatever issue you have in your life. You find it in God's word, you stand on the word, and as you stand on the word, you believe it, you confess it, and as you confess it, it will work for you. There's an old saying that says you work the word. If you work the word, it will work for you. Say that out loud. Say, I work the word. Be a word worker. Amen. You know, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 13 that the sower sows the word. This is my job as a preacher. I travel and I preach, but also I get on here every day and I sow the word into men and women of God, into you, to get you fed, to make sure that God's word is in you, that it's building you up, that it's doing what it's meant to do, that it's sharper than a two-edged sword and it comes in and it cuts down things that are not meant to be there. And it builds up things that God has put in you. It reveals things that God has put in you from before creation. That's my job. I come on here and I sow the word. And as it gets inside of you, you feel faith. And as you feel faith, you speak God's word. And as you stand on it and you speak it, things begin to happen. The Bible says it's a lamp unto your feet. God will establish your steps and he'll be a light to your feet with his word as it gets inside of you and it comes out of your mouth. It's the most glorious thing. See, you've got demonized people out there trying to manifest trying to speak things into existence. Even, even heathens understand there's spiritual laws that work here. But they don't have the one thing that makes those laws come into effect. <laughs> it's the Word of God. But we do. Say, I have the Word of God. There's such value on God's Word. It's invaluable. You can't put a price on it. Praise the Lord. It should just, even, even talking about it gets me excited. I'm obsessed with the Word of God. I'm In the Spirit, I am obese. I'm telling you right now, I'm a spiritual fatty. I'm a Holy Ghostaholic. And I'm addicted to the Word of God. You have exalted your name and your Word above all things. What a, how glorious is that? <laughs> How glorious. He exalts his word above all things. And what does he leave for us? His most valued possession. God's most valued possession. His word. And he puts it into the hand of the believer. But it's foolishness to those that are perishing. 
Meanwhile, it's the secret oracles of life to those that are willing to grab it and believe it and press on for it. Amen. Go to John chapter 1. As we continue about our daily bread. And make sure you stick around. If you've made it this far, praise the Lord. Stick around to the end of this video. Because I want to reveal this golden nugget that will change the way that you look at how God sees you and about how God's word has an effect in your life. This will be just an atom bomb to add to all of this. <laughs> I mean, every single verse we've gone over has just been unbelievable. That's right. Someone said a Holy Ghost-aholic. I'm going to steal that. Go for it. Be a Holy Ghost-aholic. A God word diabetic. Although God's word wouldn't make you diabetic. God's word heals diabetes. Amen. John chapter 1. I'm just going to read. You follow along with me. Verses 1 through 18. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light but came to bear witness about the light. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. <laughs> oh, I just feel the anointing even reading this. This is just glory. <laughs> John bore witness about him and cried out. This was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from his fullness we have received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side, he has made known. He has made him known. Wow. Talk about power. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And everything that you see, everything that was created, was created through him, and to him, and for him. And it's the light of the world. I want you to write this down and put it in the comments for me. Say, Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the living Word of God. Jesus is the Word. Every time you read this, you're beholding Jesus. Every time you feed on this, you're becoming the same image, the same likeness, from glory to glory, Jesus. 
the washing of the word, the feeding of the word, the empowering of the word, the faith building of the word. That's what God's word does. It transforms you into the image of the word. You ever heard that old saying, you are what you eat? (laughs) It's true with the word. You are what you eat. What you eat will determine what you become. You are what you eat. Feed on the word. This is Jesus. It's hard to sometimes get into deep spiritual topics like that because you want (laughs) to... I remember Billy Graham once said that the goal with his sermon was to write it so that a four-year-old and a 40-year-old could understand the sermon. So you want to come on here and you want to teach and you want to go like just deep into what that chapter really contains. And that was only a third of the chapter. But you got to keep it uh, keep it relatively simple. But don't worry, there's going to be times. Right now I'm I'm creating a group for monthly partners that will go much deeper into topics like that. So you'll have an opportunity to join that group. Jesus is the living word. All right, let's go to our final point here. We're going to close on this tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And I hope this is stirring you up to want to hear more about God's word. If the devil had his way, if religion had their way, they'd get you to think that the word of God was only meant for your devotional. And that it was only meant to put on wooden plaques to put around your grandma's house. Like in the bathroom. Or wherever they put that stuff. If the devil had his way, that's how he would have the word of God in your life. But God's word is so much more. God's word holds so much glory and so much power. That not only did it speak all of this into creation. Even one word out of the mouth of Jesus in Matthew chapter 14 allowed Peter to walk on the waters. He said, if that's you on the water, call me out there. He said, give me the word. And Jesus said, come. And when Jesus said, come, Peter walked on water. That's the glory, the depth of what's in even one word out of this book. But it takes honoring the word. It takes putting value on it. It takes seeing it for how God sees His Word. When you see God's Word how He sees His Word, you'll begin to receive it the way He intended for you to receive it. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses... Verses 17 and 18. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. It's got to be 1 Corinthians, I think, then, huh? That's not what I was looking for, but that's pretty good, too. Praise the Lord. God's word gives you the ability to look on the unseen. Remember it says in Hebrews 11 verse 1. Hope 
or faith is the substance of things hoped for. What is that substance? It's revelation knowledge that gets in your spirit by hearing and hearing the word. It's the hope. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So how do you pull forth the evidence of what you cannot see? It's by God's word. It's by the faith that comes by hearing the word of God. So even though your reality, reality, what you see in the natural eye doesn't line up with God's word, God's word gives you the ability that by faith you can pull the real reality of his word into your life by believing and speaking. When you believe, now here's here's one thing I want you to understand about this. The Bible says right there in the same chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13, or chapter 4, verse, verse uh, 13. Hold on, I'll read that in a second. Let me go back to this. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18. This is what I really wanted to tap into. I read the wrong verse before. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So God's Word, as it gets in you, literally changes you from glory to glory into the image of the Word, Jesus Christ. Now that's the nugget I want to leave you on, but I want to pick up on my last thought. Because this is where a lot of Word of Faith people will go wrong. Or people that misunderstand how the Word of Faith doctrine really works. They think, oh, I just take a couple Bible verses and I just speak it out and it comes to pass in my life. No, it must first be believed. The same way that Jesus, in Romans chapter 10, it says you must believe in your heart and then confess Him as Lord and you'll be saved. You can't just confess Jesus or else you'll end up like those believers in Matthew 7. Didn't we do this in your name? Didn't we do that in your name? Weren't we doing this? Depart from me, I never knew you. Just confessing Jesus isn't enough. You must believe and confess. Your belief in your heart, together with your confession, activates creative power, which then pulls God's word from the spirit in you into your existence. And it pulls that substance of hope into reality, pulling forth the things you do not see. Now that might sound deep, but it's really simple. You meditate on God's word until you believe it. Whatever area of your life you need. If you need healing, you find healing scriptures. And you meditate on it until it's alive and active in your spirit. And then as it leaves your mouth, it'll enter into your life. It then creates your reality. Praise God. That's how the word works. And that's why it says, us having the same spirit of faith says, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we speak. We believe and so we speak. When God's word gets in you, it'll build your faith to overflow. And your faith overflowing is believing and speaking. And as you believe and speak, it will become reality in your life. For example, here, here's a perfect example of my own life. Recently, the Lord has been stretching my faith. 
which is good. You never, you never want to get to a place where you're not constantly growing in faith. And I felt the Lord say, Talon, it's time to build faith to sustain an entire team. A media team that can run this production. A team that can travel with me. Secretary. Team that can handle all the busy work. A full-on team of like six people. <laughs> and at first, I was like, Lord, I'm just believing to sustain myself and my future wife. You want me to get... You want me to get enough faith to sustain a team? To pull on a team with a full-time salary? Wow. Like, we're, ta we're talking a couple hundred thousand dollars to come into the ministry. But he took me to Isaiah 51. And he said, was Abraham not one man when I called him? And I made him a mighty nation. See, if God's word in Abraham could bring forth a mighty nation, more numerous than the sands on the earth, more numerous than the stars in the sky. If God's word has the capacity to turn Abraham into a nation, I suddenly had revelation that God's word in me has the capacity to sustain a team. And when I realized that, I received revelation knowledge, and it put a substance of hope in me. And I began to believe and speak it. I began to say, thank you, Lord, that a mighty nation lives in me. Thank you, God, that the righteous are never forsaken. Their seed is never begging for bread. Thank you that you have plans to prosper me and never to harm me. <laughs> to be the head and never the tail. Only on top and never beneath. Thank you, Lord, that I am the seed of Abraham and that those blessings belong to me. That's how you begin to speak when you believe it. And as I began to believe that and speak it, Suddenly, finances started rolling into the ministry, much more than ever before. Suddenly, things started to align. Team members started to come on board and align themselves perfectly with how this is functioning and where God has taken Revival Way ministry. And that's just an example for myself. God wants to do that in your life, and God will do that in your life. I want to declare it over you now. Those areas that have not aligned with God's word, they are going to align with the word of God starting today. The last six months of your life was nothing compared to the next six months that you're going to experience by tapping into God's word. You're going to have the best six months you've ever had in Jesus' mighty name. And by feeding on God's word as your daily bread, you're going to watch it transform you into the very image of Jesus. From one degree of glory to another and to another and to another until the full light of day in Jesus' mighty name. Despise not the day of small beginnings. It might feel like where you're at now is small, but it's not small to God. God is very good at small. Think about the boy and his lunch. Two fish and five loaves. What did Jesus do with small? When you take small and you put it into the hands of God, it multiplies abundantly. And suddenly it's not so small. Fed thousands and thousands with baskets left over. That's our God. Amen. Amen. Before, before I pray for people, I want to give people an opportunity to sow financially. 
as you guys are well aware on YouTube you can see right now it's coming up on your screen Revive Away Ministry this is my ministry obviously you're watching the Lord has graced us tremendously and I, I shouldn't even say it's mine it's it's the Lord's ministry it's not mine but we reached 150 million people last year this year I'm gonna reach 200 million people online like this through TikTok through Instagram through YouTube if you're unaware, we have 1.8 million followers on TikTok right now, and we're growing. We're about to hit 1.9. Praise God. We're growing exponentially. Currently, this month, we just started feeding 25 instead of 20. 25 kids in the country of Nicaragua. Every single day, they get to eat a meal by the grace of God through this ministry. And I believe what the Bible says about sowing. It says in Galatians chapter 6, God will not be mocked. Whatever a person sows, that is what they'll reap. But he also said that some will reap a hundredfold, and some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Praise the Lord. Praise God. As you can see on your screen on YouTube, and as I've told people on Instagram many times before, I'm believing God for a hundred monthly partners at a hundred dollars a pop. That's just over $3 a day. A lot of Americans spend more than that on Starbucks. Amen. <laughs> but I started this past month. I sowed a $1,000 seed. I sent $1,000 to a pastor and I put a demand on it. And I'm believing God for 100 monthly partners at $100 a pop to help revival way to continue to reach 200 million people and to keep feeding more and more kids every single day. And on top of that, I'm believing God for a studio for Revival Way Ministries. We're going to get a studio and it's going to be beautiful. We're going to have our full setup. We're going to have a live audience, allow people to come in from all over because we have people that drive to my meetings from Texas, from South Dakota, from Minnesota, from Nebraska, from all over. People drive from all over to come to our tent revivals and our meetings. So the studio will have a live audience where people who are traveling through or want to come sit in, they can get hands laid on them. They can receive prayer, etc. Full studio. I'm believing God for 100 monthly partners at 100 bucks a pop. If that's you right now, I want you to pray and ask the Lord. Lord, would you have me become a monthly partner with Revival Way? And keep in mind, some people give 100 bucks a month. Some people give 1000 <laughs> Kenzie, Kenzie, I haven't talked about the move yet, so I can't let people know about that. I'm not... <laughs> well... I'm not going to get into explaining. I'll give people a little sneak peek. Revival Way Ministries is not going to be remaining in Iowa. So with our future move, we're looking at commercial property where we're moving to get a studio. So that's what we're believing God for right now. My great friend Kinsey just distracted me from taking the offering. But that's okay. Anyway. If you feel so led by the Lord, I'm going to join my faith with you right now. I had somebody just recently. They were believing God for increase in their finances. They sent me $50 and I joined faith with them. And when I joined faith with them, she shot me a message. The next day, she won the lottery for like 500 bucks or something like that. Like won a lottery ticket. Just crazy. I mean, I didn't tell her to go play the lottery, but praise God. <laughs> Come to Tampa. I won't be moving to Tampa, unfortunately, brother. The Lord has other plans for me. 
But I will be seeing you in a couple weeks in Tampa, and I can't wait to see you and meet you, bro. Very blessed by you. And then I had another friend who started sewing into the ministry. And he sells commercial prop, or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, commercial property. Sells farming property, all that good stuff. And he said his sales went through the roof. Financially, he just blew up, multiplied. So believe God for the same results in your own life. Sow where you want to grow. Where you're believing God for. Hey, Blake, I love you, man. Hope I get to see you soon. I'm going to give you an opportunity to sow into the ministry right now, and I'm going to join faith with you. You can give through Venmo, through Cash App, through PayPal. Venmo is at Revival Way. Cash App is dollar sign Revival Way. And PayPal is at Revival Way. If you want to become a monthly partner, you go to my website, RevivalWay.com, and click Partner Financially Today. And for anyone who becomes a monthly partner today, here's my deal. I'm going to send you a book that changed my life by Dr. Mike Murdoch. It's called The Seven Laws That You Must Honor to Have Uncommon Success in Life. It changed my life. It'll change yours. And if you become a monthly partner, you'll be added to a very special Zoom group, which is officially put together today, and we're going to be launching on November 1st, our first Zoom session. It's going to be glorious. You're going to love it. We're going to tap into deeper topics in the Bible, and I'm going to have Q&A sessions for people to ask me questions about social media, about the ministry, whatever it is. So if you become a monthly partner, you'll get that book, and you'll be added to the private Zoom every month to have more access to myself and to the team. Make sure that when you become a monthly partner, you also go to the website and go to claim my offer. It will take you to a place where you'll send me an email and the email will have your shipping information so that we can get the book to you. All right, let me pray with you. Those of you that are going to sew on Instagram, you can see that I pinned the comment cash app is dollar sign revival way. And don't forget to tune in tomorrow. It's going to be powerful. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I join my faith with every person giving into the ministry right now. Lord, let it be done unto them as they believe. Some 100, some 60, some 30. But always pressed down, shaken together, and running over. We love you and we worship you with our giving. Thank you that your word says that man receives offerings and tithes here on the earth but you receive them in the heavens at the same time we thank you for it lord that you guarantee a blessing all grace and all sufficiency at all times and all things in jesus mighty name and everyone that received it said amen glory to god well thank you guys so much thanks for helping us to reach more people with the gospel and thanks for helping us to feed those hungry kids in Nicaragua. It's awesome. Anyone that wants more information on feeding the hungry, you can go to their Instagram account. It's called Feed the Hungry USA. They're based out of Indiana. Or you can just go to their website, Feed the Hungry. They are very blessed by the giving. And we're so excited to partner with them. Well, I love you so much. Do not forget to tune in tomorrow night. It will rock your world. We're going to be going over, what's tomorrow's topic? i got to remember. What's part two? Oh, God's word, alive and active. What does it mean that God's word is alive and active? Oh, it's going to be good. Tune in tomorrow night. 
I love you so much. God bless you. And I'll see you tomorrow.